Hello. Welcome back. Inconsistent. 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 Our brain baby that I want to divorce from Melanie from. My name's Rachel. <laughs> My name's Melanie. <laughs> and we like to start this episode by saying, get off the curtain, you shitbag. <laughs> That's how Rachel dresses her cat. I call her a shitbag. When she climbs the curtains. I call her. I just think it's hilarious. Rachel says, I want a divorce. Me. And then get off the curtain, you shitbag. And I still can't stop laughing from it. Every time I I think I try to call her a douchebag and a shit disturber. And for some reason, my brain was two words together. So she's a shitbag now. <laughs> oh, shitbags and climb curtains. Hi, shitbag. <laughs> Hexa shitbag, the first of yes. her name. The first of her name, climber of curtains, chaser of birds, and boxer of cat through windows. <laughs> 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 forever yeah. does she reign forever so guess what hmm? guess what I'm trying to say what but I was taking a sip of my drink <laughs> I'm sorry you caught me at a bad time I'm sorry call back later Yeah. I'm getting new feet you're getting new feet yep feet with an F Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm sorry, I don't know how to react to this. <laughs> no one's ever told me they're getting new feet. So, I'm getting new orthotics. Okay, okay. But I've been, different. I've been calling them feet, because this is the reaction I get out of people where they're like, you're, you're getting new, new feet? Okay, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm getting new feet. And they just look at me and they're like, I can see them trying to process how to answer that. If I was in person with you, I'd be staring at your feet. And I'd probably ask you to take off your shoes so I could see what happened to your old ones. (laughs) But then also, I don't like feet, so I don't want to see them. So I'd be like warring with that kind of instinct to be like, I want to know what happened. And I'm always curious and like, I, I need to know. But also, like, I don't want to see your feet. So I'm yeah. like, oh, God. Right? Yeah. No, I'm getting new orthotics was the ones I have. They're three years old now, and they're definitely worn down. So I'm picking up my new pair tomorrow. And, yeah, that's my new feet. Yeah. And with your new feet, what are you going to do? Like, start a career as a tap dancer? Um, with my new feet, I think I might consider starting my only feats. <laughs> Only feeds. My only feeds, and just post pictures of the orthotics <laughs> and be like, <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yes. So, will your old feet, like, are they old enough to climb the curtain like shit bags? Yeah, they are. <laughs> so, I don't know. I might see them climbing the curtain one day with the shit bag. <laughs> It'll be shipbag one and shipbag two. 
<laughs> and the original shitbag is just on the floor, like, directing them. Yes, exactly. This, this is how you properly do this. This is how you scale a curtain and have mom yell at you and call you a shitbag. <laughs> but how have you been? I feel like it's been forever since we spoke. Uh, it's, I don't know. How long has it been? Besides it's been a while since we've forgotten to, you know, record and yes. put a, a an episode out on the anniversary, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. one year anniversary of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Whoops, oopsie! But yeah, that let's chalk that up to an oopsie doopsie and move on. We're just on brand because we're inconsistently yeah. consistent with our posting, so you know. What I love though is that we've never missed an upload date mm-hmm. ever, right? We've always been consistent. And the one time we do, it's the is anniversary. The anniversary. <laughs> yep. Like the one day when it counts, Question we're that. like, you know what? Nah. Did we? Should we? Whoops. We're both just like, nah. Mm. Nah. 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 I think for me, it's just been a week because my brain's just been like 50 bajillion things I need to do at once. And that got pushed to the back because I know we talked about recording. Yeah. And we've been, we've been working on scheduling another episode with a guest, guest person. Speaker. Yeah, I was going to call her her a speaker, but then I was like, is it a speaker? I mean, she is going to be speaking. A guest host? Co-guest? 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 I guess she's a guest. With a guest. I don't know. I didn't guess. A guest stop. Stop at the guest, I guess, you know? Yeah. But yeah, we've been scheduling that and trying to figure that out Mm -hmm. and just our regular lives because you know we for some reason have jobs yeah i don't know why that is i don't know and one of us goes to school i don't know why that is either so yeah yeah. i've been trying to sell a book and like write two more Mm. don't know why I, i don't know and our brain, the last thing on my brain was like, I need to record a podcast episode. Because by the time that that, the weekend rolled around, my brain, my last two brain cells were just like vibing, you know? <laughs> they were just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if yours aren't on, on board to do things and like mm-hmm. make the scheduling happen, what hope do we have? And with and if the one person who doesn't get migraines can't function. Yeah, and like between the migraines and the ADHD, I can't schedule for shit. Yeah. Like unless it's in my calendar that tells me what to do or I have Lexi who's at work telling me what to do. Mhm. Mhm. And then you know with the ADHD I just rebel at what at anything telling me what to do yes my life is so hard rachel i know our life is hard but you know okay, i life... didn't say hour okay i wasn't putting you in this well my life Just like, give me some solo time here okay sorry melanie's life is so hard this she is wrote... why we need a divorce 
Yeah, this is why we're getting a this divorce. Listeners, unfortunately, this is the <laughs> last episode. <laughs> we have decided that after a year, we're calling it quits. You know what? We made it longer than some than someone being married. So let's just pat ourselves on the back. Yeah. And say we survived. But after a year, we've decided we no longer want to do this. We're getting a divorce. Melanie's okay. starting her own podcast called Migraine Life. No, no, don't joke about this. We're going to confuse people. What if this is the first time they've heard us, Rachel? We're not actually divorcing each other. Not no. Yet. And we're never, we have never been married for those who don't know. That they know of. I mean, oh my God, for the man. right amount, we might marry. <laughs> there is the right amount of money on the table. I mean, listen, if there's some benefits to being married or common law. <laughs> Maybe. No, no, not common law. That's not enough. Okay. Married then. Married then. Yeah. Married. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's this episode about, Rachel? Episode is not about us hypothetically getting married for some time. For the right amount of money. For the right amount of money. (laughs) One of these days we should play a million dollars, but we should. Okay. Um this episode is about one of my favorite things. Petty revenge. Oh, okay. I love a good petty I thought revenge. you meant adultery. <laughs> Touche. I'm sorry. Touche. <laughs> Okay. It's about petty revenge. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of petty revenge stories. I've seen a few, like, from Reddit. This is where we got these stories of petty revenge. And it's just one of those things where, like, you chef kiss it. And you're like, yes, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah. So we have a few stories courtesy of our lead researcher, Lexi. She is now the lead mm-hmm. researcher because neither of us, fun fact listeners, we didn't look these stories up. Lexi did all the work. Yeah. And it was a cool, crazy idea that was totally on purpose, for sure. And um, But the fun thing is that we don't know what happens in the stories. So mm-hmm. for the first time, neither of us are trying to, like, force each other to laugh. And we're actually just are going to be surprised by what's in the stories. Mm-hmm. And we're just live reacting to them. Instead, yeah. for this is the first time we're actually going to read them. You're going to get our genuine, unfiltered reactions to these stories because neither of us have read them. Neither of us have probably... You mentioned you've heard of one of them. I don't think I've heard of any of them. Yeah, I heard one of them. I never actually read it or looked it up, but I heard it on another... Like, a, on a YouTube channel that was read out, so... Yes, so we are going to be live reacting, we're going to read a few, we're going to comment, and we're going to have some fun. So who wants to go first? Mm. Well, I will go first. Woo! (laughs) This is not staged. Not at all. (laughs) So the first one I'm going to read... (laughs) is called Mm -hmm. 
lie about having COVID to take six weeks off work, uh, while I do your work for free? I'll throw an office party to announce where you really were. Ooh. And it's on r slash petty revenge. So this is the one that I've already heard. Mm-hmm. And I heard it on a YouTube channel called Smosh. Mm-hmm. On one of their videos. And which I also, like, Lexi watches it as well. Which is probably where she found it <laughs> to start with. So Rachel has not heard this. No, I have not. Because I don't watch Smosh. Uh, English. I don't watch Smosh anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're missing out. Because the new cast they have is fantastic. Uh, we'll see. I have too many things I need to watch. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. And it's very improv based now. I like improv. So that's okay. why, I'm, why I'm happy about it. Okay. Um, okay. So this thing. Okay. Mid-pandemic, my boss disappeared. <laughs> Just disappeared. Where'd he go? Hold on. I'm zooming in because I'm an old lady. Yes, we are 29-year-old ladies. <laughs> Not for much longer, Rachel. One of us is going to be a 30-year-old lady soon. Next month. Next month. How was it? Oh, my God. Yeah. What are you going to do for my 30th birthday, Rachel? I'm not telling you. Yeah. I'm surprised. Well, we better not miss my 30-year-old lady podcast episode. Oh, we not. Don't worry. I'm going to be playing. I'm going to plan something <laughs> special for a 30-year-old lady podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mid-pandemic, my boss disappeared. Just as we were gearing up for our most challenging, time-intensive project in the last five years, he dropped off the face of the earth. We kept working for a week or so without him because everything was virtual and the virtual work world was still so new. Mm -hmm. We didn't really need him. We were delegating tasks ourselves and completing things on our own. We spoke to coworkers maybe twice a week. Mm -hmm. But some decisions were beyond our discretion, so we could not move forward on those aspects of the project until we received a response from him. After about seven to ten days in total of silence, we called his boss's boss, who informed our team that our boss had COVID, so wasn't able to work right now. We took that at face value, of course, sent him letters of well wishes, and didn't bother him with work stuff, or ask him why he was able to notify his boss, but not us. Mm -hmm. Three weeks go by, still not a word. We're beginning to discuss amongst ourselves whether or not maybe he's died. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> that's valid, though. If you don't hear from somebody and they've mm-hmm. got COVID, especially where we didn't really know much about it at the start, mm-hmm. I would assume they were also dead. And it sounds like this is the start of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like... at the start of COVID. So this is... In this thing, it's seven to ten total days of silence, plus then three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we're terrified and horrified and so concerned. We're mm-hmm. contemplating calling his extended family. We're sending flowers and care packages to his apartment. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm choking. Um, choking on the grief. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sure. Sorry. <laughs> you're so grief stricken, aren't you? Yeah. It's no. just so hard. It's so hard because you're in your hard to read, okay? Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the project has descended into chaos because no leader was appointed in our boss's stead. So we are forced to navigate several layers of bureaucracy in order to accomplish most anything at all. Whereas in the past, he, he would have signed off in real time. Around week four or five, one of our coworkers suggests he doesn't really have COVID, mm. but is instead using it as an excuse to take time off. We all jump all over that coworker, asking how he would insinuate something like that and lamenting about what a tragedy our boss is probably living through. <laughs> people, people were chilly to him for days after that. Mm-hmm. Week seven, we're undertaking a letter writing campaign to upper management, demanding an acting boss be appointed while ours is recovering. The project is a month behind schedule. We're all working overtime every day, sometimes on weekends without extra compensation, just to keep up with the clusterfuck of the boss's sudden absence. Mm -hmm. Week eight, he finally reappears, logging into a morning meeting as though nothing happened. He looks well-rested, well-fed, and has a tan. Mm -hmm. Now at all, no, not at all, like someone who's just come out of the other side of a six-week respiratory virus. Mm. (laughs) he says something quickly to the effect of yeah that was brutal glad to be better and glad to be back let's get to work (laughs) but doesn't want to talk about what happened or answer answer any of our questions like were you in the hospital what was it like etc fast forward to about four or five months after this My sister sends me a promo for a fairly new reality show. I've never heard of it, but it's on a major platform. And says, isn't this guy a friend of yours or something? I swear I've seen him and you together. I watch the trailer for this show. And lo and behold, there's my boss. No. Participating as a contestant on a reality show. No. (laughs) Does it say what show? Uh, in the comments, somebody might have figured it out. Oh my god! <laughs> spoiler. I mean, spoiler. Uh, it did not take long for me to put the pieces together and realize he took extended leave to go on TV that he knew he wouldn't otherwise get during this massive project, and lied about it under the guise of a vicious disease that nearly all of us had lost a loved one to. I sit and stew with this information, unsure of how to handle it. I know confronting him won't get me very far, but I can't just do nothing, right? I'm not close enough with any of my colleagues to discuss this with them and trust that they wouldn't run off and send an all-company-wide email about it. I slept on it a few nights, and then the opportunity fell right in my lap. I got an email from corporate encouraging teams still working remotely to plan virtual social functions to keep a collegial corporate culture going and to stay in touch. Among the suggestions were game night, trivia, and dot 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 watch party. Yes. (laughs) Yes! Let's go! (laughs) That little yes, Rachel. 
Okay, you killed it. Let's okay. fucking go. This is the, why it's such a long one. But it, it's worth it. It's worth it. With the premiere of the show only a couple of weeks away, I got busy telling everyone how I'd been meaning to get into this show. And it's so enticing and exciting, basically laying the groundwork to guilt them into coming to an impromptu virtual watch party off hours. I offered to get special shirts made up and send them to each person's house, <laughs> whatever I had to do to get the attention of corporate. Finally, sent, I, finally I sent an evite to all of my boss's bosses and any other member of corporate I could justify inviting without making a total ass of myself. Because this is entirely virtual, my boss is unable to overhear any of the chatter. He doesn't realize I'm hyping up this show, and he doesn't realize I've planned a watch party for it. I wasn't inviting him unless he had the balls to explicitly ask about it. I was hoping he wouldn't have heard about it at all, not until afterwards. That was really the only way this could work. The night comes, and I am screen sharing the show to a whopping 64 people a huge chunk of my department. Many members of corporate had showed up because I was the only person stupid enough to buy into their virtual social work party scheme. So they felt pressured to support it. <laughs> <laughs> I was holding my breath, hoping this would go my way, bracing myself for some kind of curveball. There wasn't even that dramatic of a buildup. Right at the outset, they introduced the premise, which included the contestants being in a COVID-safe bubble in an exotic location, and gave a brief overview of each contestant. As my boss was introduced, right down to what he did for work, and I could see people register delight and surprise, and then go blank, just before sliding into confusion and rage. The chat took a drastic turn from, oh my goodness, and I knew him when and all sort of pithy jokes to a brave member of my team, or perhaps one just pushed a tad too far by all the extra hours he pulled in this douche's absence, sent the message, wait, when was this filmed? <laughs> <laughs> my audience dropped from 64 to 58 to mid 30s. And by the time the episode was over, it was just me and the other 15 core members of the team. <laughs> one asked if I'd already known but some members of the team are very close to the boss so all I said was well I definitely do now and wrapped up the call pretty quickly after that perhaps one of the best bonuses is that you could already tell from episode one that the character arc the show assigned to our boss was bumbling idiot <laughs> he had his true colors on in full display and some production massaging upped them to the 11th degree. Boss was fired. My good buddy was promoted to his place. I am an office legend now, especially since no one is 100% sure whether or not it was intentional. Mm -hmm. And it was all so satisfying that it, almost, it was almost worth the dozens of hours of uncompensated overtime that led to it. Edit, title should be eight weeks. I kept not factoring in the first couple weeks because we weren't suspicious or burdened until the final six. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's it. That is beautiful. Right? That is chef's kiss. That is beautiful. I did go in and read the comments and I could see people trying to figure out what show it was. Mm -hmm. 
And my thought went to Too Hot to Handle. Mm-hmm. And some people were mentioning F-Boy Island as well. Yeah, a lot of people thought it was F-Boy Island. Yeah. That was beautiful, though. <laughs> oh, um, someone said Love Island Season 2? Mm. I don't watch Love Island. I don't either. But how stupid do you have to be? Especially if you come back with a tan. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, how do you not get a tan if you're on a beach? That's true, but like, you should, you've got to apply makeup to make yourself look sick. (laughs) (laughs) Your tan kind of fades, you know? I mean, also like, is it a true story? That's true, yeah. Is this a true story? I hope it is because it's true. hilarious and it's amazing. Like this is a beautiful case of revenge, right? Like it's revenge done amazingly. Mm-hmm. I would aspire to this level of petty revenge. Oh my God. If I could do petty revenge this way, I could die happy. Yeah. As a 29-year-old lady. I I have done some revenge in my day. Mm-hmm. Rachel, I think, do you know about my revenge? I don't know if I do know. The last time, like, I left a job I wasn't happy about. and Yes. I can't talk about it, though. Yes. Hypothetically, there was a re- revenge, and <laughs> it was lovely. Yes. Right? Yes. It wasn't, like, high scale and nobody probably figured it out. But, like, it made me feel better. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you can't you can't get justice, sometimes you can get revenge. Mm-hmm. Right? That's so, how it's a funny conversation. We were talking about this last night. Not the idea of revenge, but just the idea of, like, people get what's coming to them. Mm, one, of my, one of my friends Catherine um, she's like I don't really believe in karma and I was like I don't believe in it as a spiritual thing mm-hmm. I believe in it as what you put out into the universe mm-hmm. is gonna come back to you I said that to one of the other girls because she was saying one of her friends was like struggling she's been through a lot and she feels like she keeps getting kicked and down. I was like, listen, I was like, it's gonna, I was like, it will taper off. I was like, mm-hmm. so you just gotta tell her that it will taper off. And then what will happen that needs to happen will happen, if that makes sense. Yeah. I was like, so sometimes you just gotta weigh things out. Like you might not get your petty revenge right away. It might not even be this grandiose, but it could just be like, a very satisfying thing. Like, it's happening right now at one of my work. I didn't want revenge on this person at work. But it's just the mm-hmm. fact that, like, this particular person, they feel very entitled to certain things. Yeah. You know, they feel like they should have all these promotions because they think they're, like, one of the best workers there. Mm-hmm. And they got this promotion that they really wanted. 
and they're realizing it's not everything that they cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. And they're struggling because they couldn't really keep on track of the regular stuff prior to this promotion. And there's more work. And like, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't, I wasn't sitting there like, oh, you're going to get yours. But like just hearing about it and I'm like, well, you wanted this. Mm-hmm. So you have it. Yeah. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Revenge, like, and you know what? I was I was talking to Lexi about revenge because when we were looking these up, mm-hmm. and like when she was looking these up, and we had watched. Uh, like we both watched that Smosh video where this uh, this story had been told, mm-hmm. and I love this story because I love a good revenge, mm-hmm. right? And I also love revenge movies, right? Yes, like I love revenge. Like yeah, like mm-hmm. the movie Revenge. Yes, and any type of revenge movie, right? Where like the the victim or the person being hunted turns it around and becomes the the one doing the hunting or Mm -hmm. gets revenge on those who wronged them right like i love that as Mm -hmm. someone who's been wronged and wants revenge Mm -hmm. (laughs) right when you can't get justice at least you could get revenge right exactly and you know like sometimes you know it's better to get revenge like justice not not revenge melanie that's the bad word that's the bad way Mm -hmm. get my shit together that's what the therapist said no (laughs) therapist say no therapist say no Mm -hmm. no but um if you can't get justice having that like little bit of revenge even if it's petty even if it's just a little tiny little slight that it's just like well you took a stapler from the job you got fired at and i've never done this okay this is an example I have. <laughs> I, I haven't. I, have. I don't want a stapler. But <laughs> just like, it's just like, oh, you got fired. And then you left and you took the stapler. That like you had a really nice stapler on your desk, but it would belong to the company. And you just took it when you left. Like just that little bit of thing, like that just made you feel better. After you've mm-hmm. been like working there and they never paid you your overtime or something. And just like something that you couldn't get your justice, but you got that or something. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, right? Sometimes it's it just, it's just, if you can't get justice and you get that little bit of a petty revenge, you know what? Fucking go for it. Mm-hmm. And I love a good petty revenge, especially when they're like big schemey ones like this one, right? Like he didn't go and like hurt a whole bunch of people, this guy. He only hurt the person who shouldn't have fucked everybody over in the first place yes right he got the guy fired for um what uh doing what he shouldn't have done right he just showed the company what the guy actually did yeah on just time that he he was off when they thought he had covid and or maybe died from covid yeah and he didn't even like tattle right he didn't Mm -hmm. even tell them he didn't report it he was just like, hey, let's watch a show. But, like, he did it in such, like, a fun way. It's, like, cinematic almost. Like, I could see it playing out of my head. 
mm-hmm. right? But it, I think it's just like the the writer in me. Yes. Just like, oh, I would write this. It'd be such a it'd be fantastic. It'd be fantastic. <gasps> but it's just, you know. It's beautiful. Yeah. But you know what? Funny enough, Lexi, she's not a revenge person. Yeah, I get that vibe from her. Yeah. She's not a revenge kind of person. No. Nah. Now she's a justice person. I'm a very, I realize this, especially I've been playing a lot of Dead by Daylight. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been playing as, so you can play as killer and survivor. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously killer, you have to find the survivors, hook them and kill them and everything like that. Yeah. And there's certain things I try not to do. Cause like, I don't like it when it happens to me as I'm a survivor. I don't like it when the can, when the killer like tunnels me which is basically where they only target me for like the first mm. part of the match. I don't like it when they camp by the hooks when you're trying to save people. Just like, you know, those kind of things. However, yeah. <laughs> I try not to do it, but sometimes when you're playing as killer, and I did this yesterday <laughs> actually, and you can like shine flashlights in their face and you can drop pallets on them to stun them. Yeah. I had one too many pallets dropped on me yesterday and I literally <laughs> said out loud and I said out loud, I was like, well, I'm not, I'm like, I'm going to have to ruin your whole fucking life now. <laughs> oh, Rachel. And I did. I ruined that. You're vindictive. I ruined that survivor's life. <laughs> I killed them. I was like, yep, yeah, I'm going to have to ruin your whole fucking life now. See, is there a, is there a name for when you like like it's road rage, but like while you're gaming? Um, is there an actual term for that? Because there should be. There might be. I don't know what it is, but I think there probably is. Because I feel like that's what happened. That is what happened. I did rage quit the other day when I was playing because I hmm. didn't know what but was like before you get rage quit. Yeah. Right. And when you just get like. You know, like rage vengeance <laughs> in gaming, right? When you're I like, it's just I'm gonna ruin everybody's day. I'm gonna fuck all of you up, and just go on a like killing spree or whatever you're in. Because I've I've done it myself. Not I don't play Dead by Daylight because I would really rather play it on a PC and need to get a PC set up for gaming. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I will play on. Like, I play Rocket League a lot, and mm-hmm. I will be, like, really nice and, like, pass the ball and be all, like, team player, but you piss me off, and then I'll just, like, go be like, you know what? I'm the soccer star and get the fuck out of my space, and I'm just going to play by myself the whole fucking time, and no more, like, Melanie gets to play goalie on her turn or any of this. Like, I'm just like, fuck all of y'all. Hit y'all out of the way. I don't care you're mm-hmm. on my team. Yep, it's one versus everybody now. I'll do that too, especially if I'm playing as killer and I hook somebody who's been like just being the absolute worst because there's toxic killers and toxic survivors. And mm. if I hook somebody, I will literally, and I say this out loud, and this is why probably people are trying to convince me to start streaming. I'll walk up and I'll hit them with my weapon and I'm like, don't be rude. <laughs> I know they can't hear me, but it's satisfying to me. I walk up, I'm like, don't be rude. 
That was rude. <laughs> I see. I would love to stream and just stream the two of us playing. And you know what? If I if you could talk to the killer as one of the survivors, I would try to like barter with them and be like, "I how about I like lead you to my friends and then like you let me live." Okay, I like come on. I try to barter with them anyways. When it, like if I'm playing with my friends on Discord or like some of the mm-hmm. people I've met through my friends who stream their Discord, I will. They'll hear me try and talk. Be like, wait, sir, please, can we talk about this? Come on, come on, let's talk about this. Come on, let's talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, but, but like, we could be friends. Like, have you ever heard of like Igor? I could be your Igor. Come yes. on, like, I could lead you to them. Yeah. What if like. I helped you. How about I kill them? I got a med pack. What if I hit them with it? I could help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super helpful, I swear. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'll do. I'll be like, wait, sir, no, come on. Can we talk about this, ma'am? Ma'am, can we talk about this, please? Why can't we be friends? I have... Uh, this will be the last thing I bring up about this, but one of the people, the friends that I met, and when every time they stream, they try to make friends with every killer. Mm-hmm. So they'll walk up and like, you know, they crouch their like, friend, are you friendly? Are you friendly? And some <laughs> of them are friendly. And then some of them pretend to be friendly. And then they're, then they're like, nope. And then some are just off the bat. will just walk up and hit you. And you're like, nope, not friendly. Okay. Bail. <laughs> <laughs> i just like imagine them like doing that with like a like a stray animal right like friend yep like friend cookie cookie Mm -hmm. right i bring treats i have treats okay okay we we need to get the story number two yeah which story do you want to read so i'm going to read the title of this one is ruin my wedding to propose I'll ruin your proposal. Okay. Sound, it sounds like me. something you do. <laughs> sounds like me being like, well, now I have to ruin your whole fucking life. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like exactly what you just explained. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> throw away account is what it says at the top. Mm. I think that normally means they just do it because like family members probably have read it. So they don't want you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, 35M, have a young brother, Todd, 29M, who had a complicated birth and had to stay a month in the ICU. And because of that, my parents have always doted on him and almost denied him nothing, even if it is was to the detriment of my sister, Abby, 32F, and I. My brother... Okay, so... Go ahead. So you're not going to tell us what the M's and the X means? What if people aren't Reddit? M means male and F means female. Okay. Okay. For the people in the back. Okay. You got that for the people in the back? Okay. Good. Okay. (laughs) My brother drinks in on the attention and has on one has on more than one occasion made himself the center of attention at either my, my sister's, or cousin's special event. 
Because of this, Abby and I have a strained relationship with Todd and our parents. Unfortunately, Todd met and fell in love with Lucy, 24 female, who announced her own pregnancy at the baby shower my mom held for Abby. Okay. Let that sink in. Okay, I can keep track of who's who. Yes. So, okay. Okay, so, so the poster is a 35-year-old man. Yes. His younger brother named Todd is mm-hmm. 29. Mm-hmm. And uh, have a sister named Abby who's 32. Yeah. Todd met Lucy. Okay, mm-hmm. so Todd and Lucy are together. And Lucy announced her pregnancy at Abby's, at Abby's baby shower. shower. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a bitchy move. That is a bitchy move. Okay. When I pr- so this is now the poster. So when I proposed to my wife Michelle, thirty female. So the poster, who's thirty five, met Michelle. Yeah, there's there's so many names. I know. Why do people have names? Like, so rude of them. I mean, I could try to keep track of all these people. Can't you just be blob one, blob two, blob three, you know? Don't they know I have trouble keeping track of people's names? Yes. It's rude of them. How rude. They should accommodate me. (laughs) They should just, just for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, When I proposed to my wife, Michelle, I just wanted to elope, but she really wanted her family to be there. So I invited my family out of obligation. While out. He doesn't even like his family at all. No, he doesn't. (laughs) Um, While out, my best man noticed a receipt from a jewelry store slipped out of Todd's pocket. The best man confronted Todd about this, which led to an argument. The best man told me everything, and I told Todd that he was no longer going to be a groomsman because I knew he was going to propose at my wedding. Todd cried to our parents, which led to a blowout. Hold on. Why can't I follow this fucking story? I don't know. Are you okay? No, I also have it open in front of me to try to help me. Oh my god. Okay, so. I feel like I'm in school. Todd was planning to propose at the original poster, also known as OP's wedding. To Lucy. To Lucy. Who also announced her baby. At. Like her pregnancy. Yes. Abby's baby shower. What the fuck is wrong with Todd and Lucy? A lot, apparently. But what's with it in Jim's pocket? Jim, the best man. I'm, I'm looking at it. Man, okay, yeah. you couldn't hide Jim's name from me. Okay, you did your best. So the so Jim noticed a receipt from a jewelry store slipped out of oh out of Todd's pocket. pocket. I thought it was yeah. out of Jim's pocket. Yeah, out of Todd's pocket, and he confronted him. So the original poster told Todd that he can't be a groomsman at the wedding. And Todd cried. And Todd cried like a baby to his parents because he's 29 and apparently goes to mommy for everything that sounds familiar hmm god i wonder who did that mommy hmm excuse me i said i wonder who what are you doing i wonder who did that in my life what dude cried with mommy about everything oh okay i was like what are you doing 
What are you, you, thought, who are you talking about? You I don't know. Calling so you names, I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. Okay. Sorry. Anyways. I usually just shuts off the math function. Okay? The migraine does. Now apparently I can't understand uh, anything. Apparently you can't understand English. Lexa said this was hilarious, hilarious, but this is just um, really complicated. <laughs> okay. So, in my parents' eyes, since Todd never admitted that he was going to propose to Lucy at my wedding, I was unfairly judging him. I refused. Oh, so he didn't admit it? He didn't admit it, no. But they kind of got the gist that he has a ring... You know, like, the timing seems kind of sus. Well, how did he know? Where's your proof? Listen, he's just making assumptions. He's making an ass. Mm-hmm. So, I refused and brought up Todd's past behavior. So, I guess he has... They mentioned he has a habit of doing this at events that are not about him. So, it could be like, mm, at my graduation, he told everybody that he had lost his virginity and everybody made a big deal about it. Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I just had sex and you can tell by the receipt in my pocket. Yeah. Um, my parents couldn't refute this and got Todd to agree not to try anything at my wedding. This wasn't enough to convince me to let him be a groomsman, but I warned him that if, as a guest, he'd try anything, I would make him regret it. (laughs) Fast forward to the wedding, and surprise, surprise, Todd walked over to Lucy and proposed to her during Michelle's father-daughter dance. No. In a way so that everyone would notice. During the father-daughter dance. During the father-daughter dance. But also, oh, it's so romantic. That woman who, like, your sister in law is getting married, is dancing with her father. Um, I would like to propose to you, my fiance. Will you marry me? Like, during this, that makes me hot for you. Uh, what the fuck? I don't. <laughs> okay. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, but this is people. Uh... It don't make sense. Cue my revenge. Jim and I had hired a woman to pretend to be Todd's side piece, <laughs> who cornered <laughs> Todd and Lucy and claimed that she was pregnant with his baby. Todd denied this, but when she called his phone, I gave her his number and messed with Todd's phone to incriminate him. It didn't look good. Lucy threw the ring back at Todd and left in tears. When Todd saw the smile on my face, he knew that it was me and I didn't respond to a single call or text from him or my parents until after the honeymoon. Lucy has thrown Todd's stuff out and has been denying access to their kid. Todd is furious and is demanding that I clear his name. 
I sent him a text saying that I had no idea what he was talking about, as well as a screenshot of the bill for the wedding and gave a vague message demanding reimbursement for half of the wedding cost. Michelle knew the whole time what I was planning and gave me the green light after Todd ruined her moment with her dad. So I felt pretty good, but now even Abby thinks I went too far. I didn't think you got far enough. I think you should have had 50 women parade in and for <laughs> baby mamas. Are you okay over there? I, I understand now. I understand. I know what's going on. I, I don't know how to react to the story, though. Okay. <laughs> because it's, it's crazy and it's hilarious, but also... I don't have an I I don't know what my opinion is like where I land on whether he went too far and he should fix it or you know like he did the wrong thing I think this is the embodiment of if you fuck around you're going to find out Oh yeah for sure I mean, I'm for it because I have very strong, even though I'm very single, but I don't think you should use another person's wedding, engagement shower, bridal shower, baby shower, any of these things to make it about you. It is about the person or people on that day. And if you can't be bothered to let people have one day to themselves, Mm -hmm. And you have a problem and you should go to therapy. Yeah. If you can't let them have their own moments, mm -hmm. then yeah, you have your own fucking problems. Like if you literally are so, I don't even know if narcissistic is the word, attention seeking, you're very pick me. You have that pick me attitude that you mm -hmm. can't let people have one day out of the 365 days, maybe 366 if it's a leap year. Mm -hmm. to have it about them and have people focus on them, then you have some serious problems. Yeah. it's. I think it's also not just about the, like, pick me, pick me. It's also about the stealing of the limelight from that other person. It's, from, it's the taking mm -hmm. from the other person. Because, like, think about it him taking that from like in the middle of that father-daughter dance mm -hmm. that like at their wedding reception right like mm -hmm. that's not just you know like oh you can't have your moment that's going to hurt his wife which is going to be like something that she's going to keep thinking about all the time which is something that she's going to talk about, which he's going to want to have fixed, which comes from his family, mm -hmm. which, right? Like those kind of people, it's, I just find it's not just about the fact that they can't let anybody else have a moment. Mm -hmm. They have to take the moment from someone else. Yeah. Cause they, they actually like enjoy the taking, mm -hmm. even if they're not consciously aware that they enjoy the taking. Well, there's some people that I would argue who are consciously aware that they enjoy the taking. Yeah, some might be. Mm -hmm. And and some 
don't have that like that self-awareness of it they Mm -hmm. just run on that yeah subconscious Mm -hmm. i did scroll down in the comments a little bit Mm -hmm. and i saw where does one find a pretend side piece and what (laughs) does that look like on a resume lol (laughs) (laughs) which i love Probably just hired an act a woman like an actress or something. Yeah. But I just I think that's I thought that was a funny comment. Mm-hmm. I the thing that kind of like stopped me from first being like, yeah, do it. You got this, right? Like for the poster mm-hmm. that like held me back a little bit. It's just that I think of Lucy a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I forgot the little bit about her stealing the moment of it from announce like when she announced her pregnancy at Abby's baby shower. Mm-hmm. But I just think about she, like like Todd's a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. But we think about that moment of she thought that this was true with the whole the side piece and the you know, he got her pregnant mm-hmm. and this is all accurate. And then he, she's cutting off contact and she, she, she's like, no, Todd can't have any access to the child and all this. Right. So she's hurt by it. So say that Lucy was completely innocent of mm-hmm. all of this. Right. And that she didn't do anything at the baby shower mm-hmm. and that Todd's the whole instigator in all of this. I feel bad for Lucy in that sense. But if Lucy's like Todd in the sense that she's like that kind of person who's trying to steal all the limelight and all this, then then it's like, okay, yeah, you kind of deserve it as well. Mm-hmm. But that's where I'm kind of iffy on it. Like Todd for sure. Mm-hmm deserves what what was coming to him and like eventually i don't think it's a forever thing like you got to back off and say the truth to them and then just cut them out of your life Mm -hmm. in my opinion Mm -hmm. but i I, i'm kind of like wavering on the lucy situation of you know did she deserve such a big a big getting fucked over because Mm -hmm. Was she involved in the, this is when the proposal is going to happen? Or was this a surprise to her? Or was the only thing she did the pregnancy announcement? I mean, normally, you don't expect a proposal to happen. It's one of those things Mm -hmm. that I know people plan to make it special. Here's the other thing on that note. Why would you do it at somebody else's wedding? That's not special. No, and especially during a father-daughter dance. At any point during the wedding, because now you're going to associate your proposal with this person's wedding. That person's going to associate their wedding with your proposal. Mm-hmm. You know, so like my understanding from proposals, again, single as a Pringle have never been proposed to. But my <laughs> understanding is that you want to do it so that it's special to both of you. Mm-hmm. You do it somewhere that has meaning or you do things that have meaning, like you 
like I've seen people, they like recreate their first date or some romantic bullshit like that, you know, like <laughs> they go to Disneyland. Yeah, they go to Disneyland or they get or they do like the cliche thing where they propose on New Year's Eve or Christmas or Valentine's Day or your they birthday. They go by a beach. Yeah. Sunsets, cliffs. They like, like normally, go somewhere with like nice places to get pictures done. Yeah, normally there's like meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. Wedding to me is just very much like can you, like they're playing like some slow. That's the thing. There's music playing too. So obviously like you yelling over the music like Lucy I love you I want to spend the rest of my life with you while you've got like Ed Sheeran on in the background will you marry me and it's like it's like a father-daughter dance Mm -hmm. for the bride and her father everybody's Mm -hmm. watching that Mm -hmm. usually there's like a spotlight type of situation like in terms of like most of the lighting is drawn that that area to <clears throat> just like make sure everybody's eyes are where they're supposed to be in that setting. Mm-hmm. So like, what was the point? <laughs> right? Like, first of all, right, right for all of that, but <laughs> I don't, I don't know why she said yes. I don't know why she said right. Yes. Uh, unless, like, she was, like, kind of on board with all this type of behavior. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but, I don't know. I'm, I like, the poster, eh, yeah, like, ruin the proposal, all of that, fuck with them. I I think, like, making it go on more than like that more than like 24 48 hours is cruel mm. to people especially when there's a baby yeah involved, right yeah fetus or not mm-hmm. right like just like cut these people out of your life yeah just go just because you just because your blood doesn't mean you have to interact with them just go low to no contact yeah like don't even go low Mm-hmm. If these people fuck with you this much, just cut them out of your life. Stop having any interaction with them. Mm-hmm. If you don't have anything positive from them, just because you have DNA that is relating to them does not mean you have any need to have any interaction with them. If they bring nothing to your life, you do not need them in your life. Cut them mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. That's the facts. Yeah. You've got to do what's best for yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think we should do what's best for ourselves and find another story to read. I think so, too. Yeah. Eli agrees. Do you hear the, the woof woof? No, I can't hear the woof woof. Oh, there you go. Woof woof? Oh, now I hear the woof woof. Yay. He's on board. Oh, yeah, he's on board. Okay, that's enough now, sir. No. Okay, so I'm going to bring up the next story on the Lexi list. Okay. So we're still on. I think they're all on our petty, our slash petty revenge. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, I think that's where she went. Right, Hipster? Yeah. No. Let me sip of my drink first. 
They're on an, they're all on r slash petty revenge. And she's like, I wanna get my petty revenge on you. <laughs> not letting me till you're sleeping. Wait till you're sleeping. Me run out into the hallway. Or <laughs> letting me climb the curtains. Letting me climb the curtains. Calling me a shitbag. Or letting me fight through the window. <laughs> practice my boxing skills. No, that's you practice your boxing skills. I gotta cut your nails, don't they? I'm wrong. I'm not going to. <laughs> I might be a tonight. Thing. Okay. Our third story is called Superior Kept Stealing My Work. So made him look stupid and crazy. Mm. It's a new one too. Ooh. It's only been up nine days. Strange. Ooh. Yeah, very new. So I do data analysis for financial firms. I, I'm based in Europe, but I get a new line manager from America. Now, I get on really well with my American colleagues, but this guy is an asshat. <laughs> love asshat. I love the word asshat. Asshat is a good word. It's a good... It's, it's like one of my new go-to things, just, you know, insult people. I can't talk anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm losing it. Mm. I'm going under. She's going under, guys. But not down under. No. No, because we're in Europe. <laughs> not sure how he got promoted to his position as he knew nothing about the industry. I frequently had to present to the board and he'd always go through my slides beforehand and ask me about them. He'd then ask purposefully challenging questions about things he'd only just learned from me five minutes before the meeting. Really dickish behavior. Once I realized what he was doing, I started being more careful about how much I shared. One time I managed to plant questions that made him look stupid in front of the board. Following this, he started making me present to him beforehand and then would take my presentation and deliver it himself to take the credit. Mm. This really pissed me off, so I took my petty revenge. Okay, just reading that really pissed me off. Mm -hmm. I hate people that steal credit. I know people like that, and that just like- I have, oh my God, remind me to tell you a story about this. Yes. Um, because I've had someone present my entire fucking I will, paper. I will for your English. I was gonna say I assume this is an off stream thing. Oh, I'll do it on stream. Uh huh. But I'll remind oh, you. But I'll forget to tell it. Yeah. Um, for the next meeting, I included a few slides in the PowerPoint that were not connected for to the presentation. I was able to quickly skip through these when I was going through it with him, so he didn't pick them up. However, once he got in the meeting, the fun began. The board were very surprised to see a picture of a baby kangaroo in the middle of the projected Q3 earnings. <laughs> he, got, <laughs> he got flustered and blundered through the next few slides. He was just getting back on track, but then the regional analysis appeared on the bare chest of Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> The board were getting visibly annoyed at this point, and they thought he was joking around. It all settled down until the final slide. It was the standard any questions, only the faded picture in the background just happened to be a bikini pic of the CEO's daughter taken from her Instagram. How did that get there? <laughs> <laughs> and that quickly made his apologies and left. 
<laughs> he came gunning for me, so I had to play ignorant. I don't know how that happened. It was all fine when we went through it before. Must be a hacker. <laughs> Luckily, Sergeant Shithead bought this excuse as he knows nothing about anything. Oh, the board, God. however, weren't so forgiving and immediately transferred him to a more junior position. <laughs> Six months later, I got promoted the role he had vacated. Oh, my God. Yes. This was amazing. I love that. I love that. Oh, See, first comment there. You never screw over the person you rely on in order to get your job done. I yeah. doubt he ever learned that. Yes. Yes. That's a good thing of revenge because, like, nobody really got hurt, minus the CEO's daughter. <laughs> but, um, but that yeah. was on her Instagram, right? That yeah. was public. But also, how it depends on how old she was. Yeah, I really hope she was of, of age. I hope she was of the age of the majority in wherever they lived. Europe. Somewhere yes. in Europe. Probably, hopefully, 18. Mm -hmm. yes but that's a good way to do it where you just like mess with slides and people get flustered they're like i don't know how that got there and you're just like aha <laughs> a hacker yeah i love how every time it was she was saying the i assume it was a woman but mm -hmm. it didn't say i don't know why i got a vibe that it was a woman mm -hmm. and um, you know she said it was he was taking over i just felt like it was a woman because you know more likely and i've had it happen to me mm -hmm. where you know just like your boss or your supervisor is just like trying to take over take credit for shit you've done mm -hmm. and stuff and it's just like but i just sergeant shithead love that Mm. And you mentioned you have a similar story where somebody took credit yeah. for something you did. Yeah, it's not a work one. So it's not exactly the same thing, though. Mm -hmm. It just reminds me of this. In my fourth year of my bachelor's uh, of English, I was in a class where like a we had to present these papers that we write mm -hmm. and the paper I wrote was presented like right before Thanksgiving weekend. And I, I hate public speaking, mm -hmm. right? I'm massive introvert mm -hmm. and hate public speaking. Mm -hmm. I say during right. a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, and also as a lawyer, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right? But mostly, like, the, the thing I hate about public speaking is I hate when I'm not the expert, mm -hmm. right? I'm okay when I'm the public speaker and I'm the expert in the situation, but when people are, like, judging you, mm -hmm. I say, as again, as a lawyer, as a, lawyer. a judge, mm -hmm. yeah, really fucked up. Um, it makes me a bit nervous, Right. But when I feel like I'm confident in what I'm saying, I'm okay with it now. But mm -hmm. ever since I was a kid, I got really anxious about public speaking mm -hmm. if I'm not the expert of things. And 
so I made my papers so complicated that no one would be paying attention. Mm-hmm. Right. I used really drawn out four syllable words a lot, mm-hmm. like hierarchical. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, and like, I didn't need to say that. Why did I need to use the word hierarchical so many times? Probably not. But I made it dry and I spoke like monotone mm-hmm. so that people would not pay attention. Because mm-hmm. part of that those presentations was that you'd read your paper, then it was open to the entire class, got to ask you questions for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. But if the class didn't have questions, then the prof asked you questions. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather the prof just ask the questions than the random students. So that's why I made it so complicated. And then, so I did my paper, got asked questions. Nobody friggin' understood it or paid attention because mm-hmm. who the fuck would? I was, I made it so dense. And legit the prof wrote in my thing was all like great job but like make it more accessible to the masses please (laughs) so they pay for the fuck attention but like you know in non swearing words Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um we go home for thanksgiving weekend come back the first paper that gets presented is the girl that sits in front of me and she gets up and she delivers basically my paper Mm. and I'm ready to kill her and it's like so it's we do it on a book and we're like interpreting the book Mm -hmm. taking a stance and stuff right and she's so she's using the same book I'm using which that's okay we're on the same novel at this section and she's doing my same thesis statement Mm-hmm. And like it was my thesis statement, so that's plagiarism. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, said in a different amount, different type of words that she used because, you know, mine were too big for her. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. And she didn't understand my paper when she copied it. Oh no. So yeah. So that's the reason I can kind of laugh about it now, but it also still fills me with rage. Um, so she presented my paper to them, mm-hmm. to us. Um, in like the first paper up again. So it was like the first class back, first paper up. She presents. I'm like, that's my paper. Mm-hmm. But of course I don't say anything. I'm like just stewing and the prof ends up asking her questions Mm -hmm. and asks her, you know, questions that she answers and doesn't understand Mm -hmm. because she doesn't understand what she wrote Mm -hmm. because she tried to plagiarize from memory of the notes she took while she listened to my paper because no one gets copies. Mm -hmm. And then the last question the prof said was, uh, do you have any original 
ideas in your paper? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yes. He didn't specifically say, like, you copied them all from Melanie, right? Like, yeah. any ideas that are not Melanie's mm -hmm. in there? Mm -hmm. But, like, he said, like, any uh, original points or, like, uh, I don't know how he put it, like, ideas, points or whatever, that <laughs> word, but, like, any original something in your paper? Mm -hmm. And I was like, <gasps> right? And he's like, he knows. And honestly, I think she was too stunned to even get that. He'd figured out that she plagiarized. I don't even know if she even knew she plagiarized. The girl was. She probably sad. thought she went home and she was like, "I have this great idea for a paper." Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like I don't know where it came from. It just came to me. It just came to me one night in my dreams. Yeah, I was just thinking about, you know, how this the book, the history of the world, in the ten and a half in ten and a half chapters, um, deals with the hierarchy hierarchization. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, I can't say it. The hierarch hierarchization of, you know, humanity mm -hmm. does towards all things to make themselves come out on top. Mm -hmm. You know? Because human beings think they're the best and we just demote everything. Yes. Right? That's beautiful. I know. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this one is titled, Don't Assume Others Don't Speak Spanish. Okay. And as someone who speaks another language, it's funny when people assume you don't speak the language and you can understand them. I speak another language too. It's called nonsense. Yes, it's called migraine brain. Hmm. Okay, let's take a drink. All right. So, I'm a bridal style stylist. I help people find their wedding gown. I love my job, and 99% of the time, it's a happy, wonderful job with great customer coworkers and customers. And then there's the 1%. There's yeah, always, always the 1%. You took the words right out of my mouth. <gasps> really? Yeah, I was going to say, it's always the 1%, and you beat me to it. <laughs> Eat the rich. Eat the rich. <laughs> I had a bride today who was very sweet, but just didn't connect with the gowns we had. That's okay. It happens sometimes. She was fine. But her mom, and somehow it's always the mom or the aunt, was decidedly not happy and decided to shit talk me in Spanish the whole time. Does this woman know what she's doing? She's pulling nothing but mm -hmm. ugly gowns. Said gowns were selected by, by the bride. <laughs> I hope you don't ever get as fat as her. <gasps> and so on. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking rude. Very rude. Now, I am whiter than a jar of mayo. <laughs> and I don't... And I don't necessarily look like I speak Spanish. However, my parents are from a Spanish-speaking country, even though they're not ethnic ethnically Hispanic. I knew a lot more as a kid, but I still know enough to get around. 
So I waited until the end, and as they were leaving, I said, I hope you have a great day. Please feel free to come back anytime you'd like. We have lots more gowns you can go through if you'd like. In Spanish, to the bride and her mom. <laughs> and oh, man. Yes. You know how good it feels when you're in a fuck ton of pain and the doctor finally gives you something that works and you're suddenly mm -hmm. not feeling any pain anymore? Or when you're craving the hell out of mm -hmm. a specific flavor of ice cream and you manage to find it? Yes. Yeah. Seeing the look on that bride's mom's face when she realized I heard and understood the entire hour of her ripping me to shreds was so much better. And yes. that is chef kiss to me. That is a high and mighty petty revenge. Because I had this exact same thing happen when I was in France. Oh. So, grade 12 trip. Mm -hmm. You know, we, they did the Canadian battle tour thing, and I'm a nerd, so I went. Mm -hmm. And we went into this restaurant to get some water because it was really hot when we went in April. And we were all speaking in English, and the people behind the counter, I overheard them. The, they looked at each other, and they're like, mm, they don't speak our language. So I overheard, and I walked right up to the counter, and I ordered bottled water in French. <laughs> I was like, they're like, oh, they don't speak our language. I walked up. I was like, one bottle of water, please. And the guy was like, oh, she speaks our language. And this is, tells you the type of person that I was. Even at 17, <laughs> I looked at that. I looked at him right in his face and went, yes, I speak your language. <laughs> you think they would have got on from the first part? <laughs> right? But no, they had, no. he had to be like, Oh, she speaks our language. And I was like, yes, I speak your language. <laughs> I could see your face while you do that, too. So it was oh like, my God. Oh, and he was like, oh, I'll parle notre langue. And I was like, oui, je parle votre langue. And you were like, oh, oh, oh. oh baguette, croissant. <laughs> Twirling my mustache as I did. <laughs> uh, I really wish I kept up with French. Or like any, like I, I learned another language. Well, I didn't keep up with the French I learned in high school. You mean you, we could have kept up with our Latin? Yeah, but that was for like translation purposes only. No, we could speak it to each other. Yeah, and we could have talked about battles mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, romance. And Romulus and, and Remus. <laughs> yeah, wolves. Yep. And, um you know, like declining nouns and mm -hmm. uh, what's the thing for verbs? Conjugating verbs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To the listeners, uh, they don't just conjugate verbs. Um, like, you know how like in French, they conjugate verbs. Um, I don't know what they do in Spanish. Maybe they just maybe they conjugate verbs as well. Uh, like into things like if if you're using the I form, then you mm -hmm. have to you know, like I ran, but then like he runs, mm -hmm. they run, that kind of thing. But mm -hmm. in Latin, you also do stuff like that for nouns. So yes. between the I and the he and the she and stuff like that with nouns, and there's whole different things, and it gets way more complicated because there's five different declensions. Yes, and I don't remember 
anything besides that there was five and it was horrific. Okay. Shall we move on? Let's move on. Let's read another revenge story. Okay. So. Second last one. Mm-hmm. It is loading. Okay. Okay, my computer's frozen. Oh, lovely. Okay, fixed. Okay, my grandma gave me the idea. Petty revenge at its finest. We love when older people give revenge because they've been around so they know. Yeah, they should have good advice. They they should. They should. Sometimes they They should. Sometimes they don't, but you'd expect them to have wisdom because Mm -hmm. they probably have tried things and failed and tried them again and found the ones that work right that's what you'd expect Mm -hmm. so years ago when my husband and i got married we had a decent sized wedding 100 plus people that we paid for ourselves because we were still fairly young and not making a ton of money i tried to save where i could I hired local people and friends to do many things at a discounted price, and because I worked at a four-star restaurant slash banquet facility, I was able to talk them into doing a wedding reception for cost as long as I provided A, B, and C. Basically, we had an amazing wedding for a very low price. However, it was still a a fairly large amount per person, somewhere between 17 to 20 per plate. Not too bad, but not cheap. That's not bad at all. My God. Not if they seem to have had it at a four-star restaurant banquet facility thing that she worked place, at. Most places I've heard are like 75 a pop. Do you think they made her work her own wedding? I hope not. <laughs> Anyways, the invites go out and after a bit, the RSVP cards start to pour in. And like I said, we ended up with over 100 plus people, maybe almost 130 that would be attending. My aunt was one of these people. She RSVP'd for her, her husband, and their son, my cousin. Uh, Wedding day comes, we get married, reception time, and my aunt and family is a no-show. I noticed because I only have two. Two no-shows, I guess, if that's what it means. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm irritated, but more worried something may have happened. However, the following Monday, I get a card in the mail from them with a check for $10. No apologies. Just signed with a small congrats statement. Nothing personal. I was so disappointed. So I call her mother. Ha ha ha. (laughs) That's the way that's written. So I call her mother. Brackets. Ha ha ha. My grandma. And I tell her what happened. She instantly says that that doesn't even cover the cost of the meals she wasted when she didn't show up. What mm-hmm. a cheapskate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it hadn't crossed, yeah. It hadn't even crossed my mind at the time. Then she says the best thing ever. You know, your aunt is super OCD about her checkbook. Don't cash that check. It'll drive her mad. <gasps> <laughs> it didn't. And I. it did. What? It didn't, and it did. What? 
Okay. What? It also drove my narcissistic mother crazy because she got all the calls asking when I was going to cash the check. Guess she was too embarrassed by then to call me. A win-win. The best part is I kept the check and left it inside the card. I have a habit of keeping all my cards and every once in a while I'll pull that card out and look at that check and it always makes me feel like the pettiest bitch alive. <gasps> she still <laughs> it? No. Oh my god. So this post was posted four months ago. That's amazing. And it doesn't say when they got married. Oh, it says years ago. Oh. And she still hasn't cashed it? Oh my god, that is amazing. That is yeah amazing <laughs> that is so funny oh my god that's amazing that is amazing i love that so much that is a, that is see this is an example of like no one really gets hurt mm -hmm. but, you, but you piss some people off in the process you know mm -hmm. oh i love it i love it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I love the fact that she just pulls it out every once in a while and just looks at it. And just, that seems, that's honestly, okay, so I do that actually <laughs> with something. Um, so I have certain people blocked on my social mm -hmm. media. Yeah. I, I was telling my friend Catherine about this yesterday. Every now and then I'll go into my blocked contacts on like Facebook. Mm -hmm. just the two in particular and every now and then I'll just flip them off <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Rachel. and it makes me feel better <laughs> yeah. it's funny because there's like three of them in a row that are blocked and it's you know these three people mm -hmm. and they're all three in a row so I flip all three of them off at the same time <laughs> there's sometimes a place or you know a location that I drive past mm -hmm. and Lexi and I will do it together sometimes and we'll flip we'll flip it off pretty sure I did that the last time I was home I flipped it off when I drove by <laughs> oh thank you I also flipped I off appreciate my your support I also flipped off my old workplace the last time I drove by it <laughs> Yeah, I, I flip it off and and uh, Lexi likes to do this when we drive by. She'll just go, fuck you, quack. <laughs> I even quacked it myself. Thank you for self-censoring. I appreciate that. I, I self-quacked. Yeah, but I <laughs> I have to keep reminding her, I'm like, could you put your like middle finger down? Like, stop waving it around in the middle of the car, right? Like, we're driving. <laughs> stop doing that like at the windows right and like people are gonna think like we have road rage and like it's not even we it's me it, it's her i mean <laughs> <laughs> i'm driving and just like perfectly normal and she's there just like fuck you quack and or just like waving it around and i'm like some random person's gonna drive by and think we're like like well think lexi is waving her middle finger and telling them to fuck off or something and pull us over and we're gonna get in a fight and i'm gonna pull out my glove box knife and mm -hmm. have to do something about it mm -hmm. and you know what lexi's not helpful in a fight no she's not yeah like she's a good hype man mm -hmm. in the back like get him i'll call the police but like yeah. i'm gonna have to take care of it yeah you are mm -hmm. 
It's like, I don't put it out the window. I'll just like casually, like when I'm driving, I just flip it off like below the window so nobody can see me. Mm-hmm. I did that once to uh, my workplace and my friend was like, did you just flip off your work? I'm like, yep. <laughs> I love how you just didn't even, you didn't even acknowledge the fact that I said glove box knife. No, I'm, it's you. I'm not surprised. You did not acknowledge that at all. <laughs> I'm like, my glove box knife. And you did not acknowledge that. You were just not like, you have a glove box knife and it's called a glove box knife? Like, Again, it's, that's its home. It's you. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I have a keychain alarm now, so, you know. I ordered one, but it never came. Mine is a cat-shaped one. Oh my god, Rachel. Yeah. It's adorable. So they came in a pack of three and Grace ordered it and me, her, and Cassie split them. So I have the pink one, Grace has the black one, and Cassie has the blue one. Mm-hmm. And when you pull the pin, it makes a very loud noise. It's not like a, an actual alarm noise, but it's a very like, <laughs> like enough a cat it, if you pull its enough tail. That it's enough that it would scare somebody off or scare an animal away. Is it reusable? Oh, yeah. You put the pin back in and it stops. Okay. I didn't know if it was like, you know, like a grenade. You pull it once and then you're fucked. No, you can reinsert the pin and then you... It also has a flashlight on it, too. Mm -hmm. But Hexa, speaking of shit boxes, (laughs) she was... She was shit box? Yeah. She... (laughs) I have it on my keys. My car car keys. And... There's like a lanyard type thing that you that's attached to the pin. And she was playing with it the other day. And I was just looking at her and I was like, if you pull that out, you are not going to be very happy with yourself. Because <laughs> it will scare you and I will laugh and you will hopefully learn your lesson. Mm-hmm. She hasn't pulled it out because I'm too scared that she's going to and it will scare her. So I kind of put the little yeah. lanyard part on the key hook as well so she can't get at it. Yeah. I would wonder if that would go off like like if she pulled that out in the middle of the night in your apartment. My god, I were asleep. Oh my god. <laughs> it's quite the wake up call. I mean, it would I would be curious to see if it would actually wake me up because my fire alarm in my building doesn't wake me up because it doesn't sound like a fire alarm. Oh, is it just, like res that sounded like a truck backing up? It sounds like just a bell ringing. It's like, bring, bring, bring. Oh, like a phone. Yeah. So it went off one morning when I first moved in. And I remember I was with dude at the time and I was asleep. And he's like, I think the fire alarm's going off. And I was like, is it? And he goes outside and there's people outside. He's like, yeah, it's going off. What do you want to do? And I was like, I'm not going outside. And I went back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You chose burn to death. I chose burn to death. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the last one we had, Lexi hadn't marked anything. Mm-hmm. But I I kind of wanted to see what a stranger tells me. Smile. It could be worse. Instantly regrets it. Oh, okay. I was it feels like my vibe. Okay. I was did gonna, you have one that you thought? I was going to do the boyfriend seeing me braless in the one all right so now that we got that our last one that we have for this episode 
is titled, A Stranger Tells Me, Smile, It Could Be Worse. Instantly regret it. Are you ready? No, I'm not ready. Okay. But I'm intrigued. Okay. Because, you know, I hate those people that tell you to smile. It's usually older men. Mm -hmm. And I want to punch them when they do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I don't. But I feel like it. Yes. So, last week, I was out and about making a start on some errands I had. As I was walking, I was going through my long to-do list in my head. So I wasn't frowning. I wasn't smiling. My face was just a neutral. A man starts heading towards me. As we pass, he tells me, smile. It could be worse. Of course it was a man. Of course it was a man. Because as we know, men are trash. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. We know that. You know that. It's scientifically proven. It is science. There's research on it. That men are- it's called that episode we did. Yes. <laughs> with, with the guy that wanted you to rub your nose. Yes. <laughs> I stop, stare at him for a moment, and then say, my parents were in an accident. My mom died on impact. We're turning off my dad's life support tomorrow. The guy looked like a robot being suddenly shut down. His face fell like a deer in headlights. He stuttered and stammered. He was obviously trying to think of something to say, and when he couldn't, he turned around and speed walked away. My parents are both fine. (laughs) There was no accident. Oh it annoys me when people think they have the right to dictate how people are feeling and what expressions they make, especially when they don't know what is going on in their lives. It's unhelpful and patronizing. Imagine telling someone who just been given a terminal diagnosis, smile, it could be worse. Or somebody who has lost a child, been laid off, or is otherwise struggling and in a terrible situation. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, God. (laughs) Rachel, Rachel, take over. Take the wheel. Rachel, take the wheel. (laughs) I think what Melanie is trying to say is, damn. Yeah. can't just say things like that. Yeah, holy fuck. I mean, like, it's all true Mm -hmm. what this person says. Um... I've wanted to say stuff like this mm-hmm. to be like, to make that person that's telling you to smile, right? Mm-hmm. As if they think they have a right to, you know, force you to smile. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, like, they have a right to how you look, mm-hmm. right? To how they perceive you. And you not look happy or pleasant is a problem for them mm-hmm. right and that you're supposed to perform for them in some way basically mm-hmm. especially for somebody like if they're working right like think like people in retail mm-hmm. they expect like cashiers or um even like in 
for the restaurant business, like waiters. Mm-hmm. They expect them to be pleasant and smiling and stuff, right? But you don't know what someone's going through. Mm-hmm. But telling somebody that your parents are in an accident, your your mother's dead, and that your dad's been taking off life support, when that's not true, mm-hmm. holy fuck, that's a lot. Though, to be fair, I probably shouldn't judge because I've probably done something similar to telemarketers myself Mm. when they call and they're like, like, especially even as a teenager, and they were like, can I speak to your mom? And I was like, she's dead. And they were like, what about your dad? And I'm like, he died. Also dead. And you're like, yeah, he died. And... They're like, what happened? And I was like, a horrible accident. And I'd like make the whole fucking shit up and like make them so uncomfortable that they would hang up the phone. And so like, I don't have, like, I'm in a glass house here and I shouldn't throw stones. (laughs) (laughs) But like, yeah, you shouldn't do this. I have seen, it's definitely from, it's a commute from Eliza where has said that she wants to keep like a pocket with fake blood in her mouth and whenever someone tells her to smile bite it and smile and have all the blood run out of your mouth oh yeah i would like to do or like have um like some fake teeth Mm -hmm. some like messed up fake teeth those like false teeth things like for Halloween Mm -hmm. and smile and be really creepy about it. Yes. But something you could just do is like mind your own business. Yeah. For those people. But like, if you're going to have someone do that to you and like that, sometimes I will just dead stare at them. Like, so if you can just like, keep a straight face and Mm -hmm. blankly stare at them and just like eyes open mouth, like straight line, stare at them and make no comment and stay still. Eventually they get so fucking uncomfortable. They'll like friggin' run from you. Or the most obvious option we're forgetting is make the face from Jenna Marvel's video. Yeah, but see, that's the most work. Mm, that's true, that's true. Yeah, right? The face. Make the face. But some people might not un- remember that, right? And we're on an auditory an auditory format. An audio <laughs> format. An auditory format. <laughs> this is an audio format, right? So we can't make the face at that's them true. in a way that they can hear. Mm-hmm. It's like mouth wide open, which you know, unfortunately can invite some things if you're in a, with a creep, mm, right? True, true. So what I'm saying is eyes wide open, mouth, like thin line, mm-hmm. stare at them, no movement, no sound, no blinking if you can, mm-hmm. right? Blink if you need to, but that's the only movement you're allowed. And mm-hmm. you just don't react to whatever they say. And they keep trying to talk to you and they'll eventually be so comfortable because you're pulling like a little girl from the shining look at them yes and they're getting creeped out they're thinking 
that girl is possessed by the devil. And they're like, I'm running the fuck away. Mm-hmm. And that is what happens. You convince them that you are demented. You convince them you're mentally unstable. More like you are like a horror movie character. Mm-hmm. And that the next thing that you're going to do is throw them across the room with your mind because you're like Annabelle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Think that like it's the conjuring or some shit, right? Yes. It's that eerie feeling. And it's like, why have you stopped talking, stopped moving, and you're just staring at me? This is not natural. Not natural at all. Yeah. So, and it just puts it all there. Mm -hmm. Because think about it, if you're in a situation, especially if you're working, mm -hmm. you can't say shit to them if you want to keep your job, right? Yeah. Last year, you can't be like, well, fuck you. I'm not going to smile at you because mm -hmm. your bo boss will probably be like, you got to be nice to the customers, right? So what you can do is just not communicate them and stare at them. Mm-hmm. Because what are you doing? Nothing. 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 And sometimes the best thing to do is nothing. Mm -hmm. So there you go. There you go. Creep the fuck out of people. That's mm -hmm. what I recommend. I recommend that as well. 10 out of 10 would recommend that advice. <laughs> scare people away. Scare people away. Just scare mm -hmm. them away. Or just keep a knife in your glove box. That too. <laughs> Again, not faced by that at all. Yeah, okay. But the knife is a utility knife. It has a spot for breaking the windshield. Mm -hmm. You've told me about the knife. I think that's why I'm not phased. Yeah, it's a spot for cutting the seatbelt. Mm -hmm. And a, like the utility knife thing for like utility. And mm -hmm. like um, there's another part for it, but I forget what it's about. Mm-hmm. There's like four functions. I forgot the fourth. So it's not that important, obviously. Yeah, I forgot it. I don't know what it is. Cutting but the seatbelt? It's... I think cutting the seatbelt. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, but it's like breaking the window and stuff because like, if you got stuck in your car and you can't get out, right? There's a spot for that, like breaking the window to get mm -hmm. out. There's a little spot on the bottom. Yes, right. I'm always prepared. She is. Mm -hmm. So we should end this episode. We should. Mm -hmm. So, listeners, if you liked our Reddit stories, let us know. Or, even better. If you have your own petty revenge stories, mm. let us know. If you have a petty revenge story that is so vengeful, you can't say it. Because it might get you in trouble still. Mm -hmm. Like I have. <laughs> <laughs> but it ignites your rageful fires. It keeps me warm at night. Yes. Let us know. 
Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear it. Yes, is and you might be noisy right now. Hmm? Is my side too noisy over here right now? No, it's not too bad. But yeah, you can let us know. You can either uh, send us a message on our Facebook page. We're inconsistently consistent on Facebook. You can send us a message on our Instagram page. We're inconsistent podcast one. Or if it's like really long and just the thought of typing it puts you into so much joy and excitement and you want to stabby type your computer you can send us an email <laughs> where you consistent pockets one at gmail.com if you have a glove box knife and mm-hmm. you want to tell me about it and you want to show me a picture or anything mm-hmm. you can uh take a picture and you know send it my way mm-hmm. i would like to see it tag me in it i would love to know um, my personal Instagram is at Melanie with an extra E on it, 427. You can also find me on melanieflynnbooks.com where I wrote a book called The Toy Maker. And it has some, you know, people getting killed in mm-hmm. it, you know, because it's about a hunt for a serial killer. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's some stabby stab. Maybe there's some glove box knife. Who knows? Who knows? I know. Mm-hmm. I read it. Yeah, she read it. Mm-hmm. And if you want to send it to me, and because you think I would appreciate it more than Melanie for whatever reason, you you can send it to my personal Instagram, and I'm underscore RachelVR underscore, or you can also message me on TikTok, and it's the same handle, underscore RachelVR underscore. Like you don't understand the just beauty of a glove box knife. No, I don't have a glove box knife, so I probably wouldn't understand. Yeah, maybe I'll get you one for your 30th birthday. I would love a glove box knife. Right? They're amazing. I would love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got my dad one. Mm, Because he needs a glove box knife. I got one for him for Christmas, like, a couple years ago. That's where I got mine. Ah. Right? I found one for him and I was like, ooh, I want it. So I got two. That's where it came from. Two for one sale. I like it. No, it wasn't really a sale. I was just like, Shh. I'll get this for him. And I was like, but I want it. So one, two for one sale. Just pretend it was a two for one sale. Okay. Shh. I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, it was a two for one sale. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.